Welcome to 500 Seconds to Joy. Today is episode 26, and it's part one of my conversation with Jesse Aredia from Soul Care for the New Mom. Jesse is a Christian life coach, and she has such a compelling story to share about overcoming anger and anxiety. And she is an empowerment coach for moms. She is talking about empowerment parenting and how we can use confidence and instill personal responsibility in our children. She has some really practical examples she shares in part one today and part two is ready as well if you want to hop on over and listen to episode 26.5 and continue on with all the goodness that Jesse has to share. I just am so grateful for her time. She is just such a inspiration and she has a lot of really practical tools that I think you're going to love. Also, she is one of the video contributors in the seven-day Lenten Mindset Retreat Series I'm hosting right now. Today's day two. I'll leave the link in the show notes for you to join if you haven't joined yet. And here's my conversation with Jesse Aredia. Enjoy, friends. Hi, Jesse. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hi, Stephanie. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. And for those of my listeners who don't know you yet, um, this is Jessie Aredia, everyone. She's a life coach for moms. I'm super excited to have her on here. She has her own podcast, Soul Care for the New Mom. It is fabulous. I am a dedicated listener, and Yay. I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here today, Jessie. And for those of our listeners who don't know you yet, can you just briefly introduce yourself and share your three favorite things about being a life coach? Yes, absolutely. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, thank you for that sweet introduction. Um, <laughs> I always feel so giddy when people say they listen to my show. Um, and I'm a listener of yours as well, obviously. So <laughs> I just love connecting with other podcasters. Um, but Me yeah, too. so I am Jessie. Um, I'm a mom of two girls. Uh, we live right outside of Atlanta, Georgia, and I love being a life coach for moms. Um, I would say my three top favorite things, um, I think the first is just seeing the transformation that gets to happen in other women's lives. Um, just seeing them experience breakthroughs in areas where they've maybe spent years feeling stuck, you know, whether that's their anxiety or their anger or wanting to improve communication in their marriage, but feeling like their husbands are from a whole different planet than them. Like I, I know what those struggles are like. So seeing them experience breakthroughs in that way is super exciting for me. It's, it's the most fulfilling thing about what I do. Um, I think my second favorite thing is just connecting with other women building relationships. I mean, I got to meet you and, you know, <laughs> just the amazing world of social media these days. It, mm -hmm. it really is just so incredible how we can connect with people um, on totally different sides of the world, totally different sides of the states, and just get to walk through life with them in a, in a really strange but cool way. Um, so that would be my second. And I guess my third is just, hmm, Golly, I'm like three things. That's a lot. I think my third is just the way that it's it's grown me. It's really challenged mm -hmm. me, especially, mm -hmm. you know, starting a business, launching a coaching business. That that was not easy. That was not um for the the faint hearted, you know. It was it was something that required a lot of surrender, a lot of trust, um, a lot of hard work. And it's obviously been so worth it. But I mean, there was a time where I was like, is this even worth it? Because 
I, you know, I needed to learn how to overcome hurdles. I needed to learn how to grow in business management, how to, um, how to really just serve um, my ideal clients rather than just sell to them, which I think is something that a lot of us, you know, who are in the online business sphere can sometimes get um, confused by. And I think that just the way that I've grown personally um, in my business, um, in my spiritual life, even like all of those things has just been so beneficial to me. So incredible. So thank you for asking such a great question. (laughs) You're so welcome. Thank you for sharing and being open and honest with us. I love that you said you've grown. I definitely noticed in the way you post and that's why I connected so strongly with you, just like your vulnerability and how you're just learning alongside of everybody. And that's kind of what I try to portray to listeners as well is that, you know, we don't have it all figured out. We're trying to figure it out, you know, alongside of everyone who's listening. And so I love that you say that you're, you know, continuing to learn and grow because that's the point. <laughs> and yes. um, I like that you said your the transformations. I've noticed you share testimonials. I love hearing about the moms you coach. And um, I've been really inspired hearing what, you know, what you've been through. Um, Can you just share a little bit about your own transformation and kind of how that got you into this realm of life coaching and, um, you know, coaching other moms, particularly, you know, with their anger and anxiety? I'd love to hear about your transformation quickly. Absolutely. Um, So when I became a mom a few years ago in 2016, I, even before becoming a mom, I always knew that I had a little bit of control issues, I guess you could say, or Mm -hmm. perfectionism, maybe if that's a gentler way to put it. But it all just basically in a nutshell manifested as anger. A lot of the times I was an angry person and I didn't know how to share that. I didn't know how to work through that. I didn't know, you know, what does that mean about me? You know, the fact that I struggle with anger in such a strong way. And then I became a mom. And I think that like a lot of us women, maybe we fantasize about what our life will be like when we become moms. And I think that a lot of the struggles that we have, we kind of like to believe won't be struggles anymore. I kind of thought that once I became a mom, I would no longer have anger anymore because all of a sudden I would just love my life and love being a mom. And this baby Mm -hmm. would be so perfect. And what ended up happening is not only did my anger continue, but it actually got worse. And I went through a season of postpartum rage, which is actually a lot more common than I thought. But at the time, I didn't have a proper um, word for it. I didn't know that it was um, something that can occur for women in the same way like postpartum anxiety or postpartum depression. And that season of postpartum rage really shook me. And it really made me question, you know, will I ever be free from anger? You know, is there any hope for me? Am I just undeserving of being a mom? Am I undeserving of being a wife? And what do I do with this? And, you know, how, how is my anxiety at play here and my control issues? And, and I, you know, I didn't get much help at the time. And then I quickly got pregnant with our second daughter. And when she was born, it was like, I started it back all over going through that cycle, the spiral, the postpartum rage episodes. And this time I knew well enough that I couldn't pull myself out of this. I just didn't know how. And I needed tools. I needed help. I needed someone to guide me. So I ended up going to counseling and just figuring out there that so much of what I was going through just came from this place of fear. 
this fear of being out of control or fear of being powerless. And what I ended up finding, you know, through those seasons, through counseling and just through my growth, I found that the secret, the solution to overcoming these things wasn't um, just a quick fix. It wasn't reading a self-help book. It wasn't um, you know, just ha- making a gratitude journal. As nice as those are, that wasn't what I needed. What I needed most was to feel more empowered in my life. I needed to feel like I did have a say in how I approach my everyday life. I do have a say in how I enjoy life as a mom. I do have a say in how I how I treat my husband, how I build and strengthen our marriage. And once I felt empowered, that was when I was able to be creative and to try new things and to implement systems and build these grace-based rhythms that really pushed me toward peace and joy and satisfaction in a way that I had never experienced before. And that was when the anger and anxiety just it just lessened and lessened and lessened. And honestly, being a mom, you know, it it is the best thing that's ever happened to me, but not just because of these girls, but just because of what it's done to me and my heart, because I don't think I would have come to this place if I hadn't been so broken and needed so much healing um, that led me to this journey that I've been on. Thank you for sharing. And I know I definitely connect with struggling with anger and anxiety and, you know, stemming from that perfectionism and wanting to control everything. I know a lot of our listeners struggle with that too. And I love that you are so vulnerable and brave enough to share that. So thank you. And I, you know, I'm glad you brought up this idea of empowerment because this is what we are going to really dive into today. This term empowerment parenting, and you you know, you have this framework that you use with the moms you coach. And can you just explain what this means for our listeners who are new to you? And how does this differ from something like positive parenting or respectful parenting? Um, I'd love to hear some practical examples of how you, you put into practice empowerment parenting in your own home. Sure. Yeah. So one of the facets of my empowerment coaching with moms is that I love to work with moms on their discipline uh, as far as disciplining their kids, disciplining their toddlers. And that's because I know that this can be a source of a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, a lot of anger. I know for me, like that's where my anger sometimes tends to sneak out. It kind of pokes its head out. Um, And it's because there's a power struggle there sometimes, you know, especially with little ones. There's just this power struggle. So I, I kind of discovered over time through trial and error that my toddler, who is now three, um, so we, we've been, you know, on this parenting journey with her for a few years, but back when we first started disciplining, it was like I was getting so caught up in wanting her to obey, wanting her to respond, that I wasn't being very wise or very tactful about my disciplining techniques. And I knew at the time that I really loved the idea of positive parenting because this was something I'd been seeing all over social media. It was something I'd read articles, all these books had come out about it. Um, And I just really loved the idea of positive parenting, especially because um, it's so based on um, just really instilling this um, compassion and this empathy in your home and just really mm-hmm. getting down on your child's level and understanding them. And and um, I think a lot of, you know, what we see about positive parenting is like, oh, well, here's some gentle phrases you can use. So maybe instead of saying, 
hey, stop hitting your brother. Maybe you might say gentle hands, please. You know, like there's all these different techniques that we see about positive mm-hmm. parenting. And at the time when I first started disciplining, I thought, wow, I really love this. I really want to implement this. The problem is that, again, there's that power struggle and there's that fear of, well, if this isn't working, then I've got to fight even harder. And soon disciplining, even though I wanted to use these techniques, I still had so much anxiety and anger that I had to deal with that it just wasn't working. Either I wasn't doing what I knew I wanted to be doing, or I was, but I wasn't seeing results because I wasn't consistent enough. And I was, sometimes I was happy mom and sometimes I was angry disciplinary mom. And I just, I just didn't like that, um, that flip of the switch that I just always, you know, never really knew how to expect or how to anticipate. So I eventually realized that maybe I needed to be more creative, Um, you know, figure out a different way. Maybe positive parenting definitely has its merits, but maybe there's something missing. And what I have found over these past couple years of just learning new ways to discipline my daughter, Tessa, um, it's that empowerment parenting maybe really is the missing key. And what I mean by empowerment parenting is we don't just, you know, want to instill compassion and empathy and, you know, this, this, this gentleness in our home. We also want to instill confidence and personal responsibility and empowerment. And what I mean by that is instead of just, you know, wanting my child to listen and being, you know, very sweet, very kind and supportive and getting them to do it, Not only do I use positive language, but I use empowering language. Like I will speak truth over them of, you know, I know that you can do this, you know, or I I give them the tools that they need to really respond to discipline in the way that they need. And sometimes that involves just putting more of the ball in their court, you know, instead of saying, um, you know, oh, well, you know, it's not snack time right now. I use this example all the time just because it's something that happens so often of, Mm -hmm. you know, my daughter will come up to me and say, you know, can I have a snack? Can I have a snack? And of course, I could always say, you know, no, snack time. It's not snack time, honey. It's not snack time, honey. But we've all been in those situations where over time, you just start to get worn down. And as much as you want to be sweet, and as much as you want to be gentle and compassionate and kind, there just tends to be this, this breaking point where all of a sudden, we're, we're losing our mind. We're like, no, you can't have a snack. No. How Mm -hmm. many times have I told you? And I've noticed that even just flipping the script, even just slightly and using empowering language really does change the response. So what I mean is instead of just saying, no, it's not snack time right now, instead of saying that I might say, well, Tessa, do you remember what mommy said about snack time? And for her little two and a half year old, three year old brain, it's like, it kind of gives her a moment to really discipline herself in a way of saying, Mm -hmm. oh, mommy did just say that it's not snack time yet, you know, or maybe an empowering thing to do, maybe, maybe an empowerment parenting move in that moment would be to say, um, you know what, here are two choices um, of snacks that you can have right now. And you can either have them now or you can wait to have them later. I know that sometimes that works better with older children. But um, even at such a young age, concepts like that of, you know, teaching them responsibility, teaching them that, you know, they do have a choice, that their actions have consequences, but not always in a negative way, but in a positive way, even of, hey, I, I do have a say in whether or not I respond to my mommy and daddy. And, And when I do respond, you know, in the way that, you know, they expect me to, I see positive results. And I think that over time, confidence builds in them as we we exude trust, as we exude this, hey, I'm putting the ball in your court and I'm going to 
I'm going to give you a chance to know the things that I know you can to do the things that I know you can do. Um, I, I know that that's kind of like I can get very deep into this topic. So I, I hope that that wasn't too much of a rabbit trail. But um, I, it no, is something that I'm perfect. very passionate about. Good. I'm so glad. Yeah, no, that that's perfect. And I actually would like to share a personal testimony. Um, I'm not, you know, you're not even my coach, but man, I feel like with the, with the, you're not my coach yet. Um, so with your podcast and, you know, the content you share, the videos that you post, I have implemented this idea of asking questions. Um, you know, you apply it to marriage. You have a really great episode on your podcast about that. And then also with children, you know, something as simple as what did I just say, you know, and you can say it in a nice way. It it sounds like, oh, maybe you could say that a little rudely, but if you can say it in a gentle, kind way, like what did mom just say about snack time? Like you're saying, um, you know, it really does put the ball in their court. It really does make them think and pause. And our daughters are actually, I think, almost exactly the same age Mm -hmm. um, because they're, I think they're born in the same month. But anyway, so as a three-year-old, I think, you know, that's at the age where they can start thinking and that feeling of empowerment, that feeling of, oh, what did mom just say about snack time? It does make them think. And I can tell her wheels turn. I can tell she feels good about the fact that she remembered, oh, okay, like it's not snack time yet or whatever the question was. She realizes, oh, you asked me to get dressed, you know, and there's that light bulb moment. And I've actually applied this and seen it in my own parenthood journey. So I think it's amazing how simple these concepts are. And some of the best parenting advice is simple. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, definitely. And thank you so much for just sharing how, how much that's helped you and impacted you guys. Um, and honestly, I, I'm kind of wondering, as you have been doing this, have you noticed that your anxiety and your anger is a lot less? Because now it's like you're not having to fight for control. You're, again, like you're putting the ball in their court and you're giving them a chance to do the things without you having to fight for it. Definitely. I... I definitely struggle with anger so much so that I actually posted a no yell December calendar um, <laughs> in my in the door of my pantry so no one can see it except when I open the pantry, which I open all the time for snacks, right? Always preparing snacks. <laughs> There's a theme here. Um, so yeah, I put that and then I also... Um, use the idea of your declarations, which have also really positively impacted me and my anxiety. Um, And I wrote down, you know, a lie and a truth. The lie is that I can't control my anger. And then the truth is that God can help me control my anger. And I literally typed that out because I needed to read the words. And I think Mm. part of becoming Um, from what I've heard with what you've said and shared on Instagram and everything, um, I feel like part of becoming an empowered parent would be just taking ownership and really, like you said, speaking that truth with our children, with ourselves, really saying our truth. You know, the truth is that God will help me control my anger. I'm not powerless. I, I am able to control my anger, um, with God's help. So 
um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like that's kind of, you know, becoming an empowered parent is speaking that truth, not only with your children, but with yourself. Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's it for part one, friends. Tune in now to part two if you have the time. Episode 26.5. Bye for now.